And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Scanny Thingies. Nothing can scan your what's-its and thingamabobbers like Scanny Thingies. Now available wherever doodads and thingamajigs are sold. Previously on Cautious Optimism. Get off my ship, intruders! So, do you think, like, the captain's gonna be okay? Do you think they need help at all? You're not taking me alive! Beep, 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 I'm definitely unconscious now. Yeah, I'm at zero. I suspect that contained our missing crew member? I have a plan I'm working on. Where we don't have to kill the other two guys who are left alive. Or Johnny Lee. This is Tybor, the Matorb you'd rescued earlier. My space Uber is here. I want to thank you again for everything you did for rescuing me. I just, you guys lead a very exciting life, and I'm looking for the opposite of that, so. Captain, I think we have scored a jackpot here. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Cayenne Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine-foot-tall, four-armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous. A species capable of Santa Power. We are going to be the best of friends. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. So where are we all right now? I think you're all on the bridge of the Toldemar. Although, no, I think Rico was heading back to the Cautious Optimism because Tybor got his space Uber and left. And Rico felt like at least one person should probably be on the Cautious Optimism. Yeah. I think we were debating who was going to be on which ship. I'm definitely on the bridge of the Optimism. Yeah, because Rico said she was going to go to the Optimism and put the kettle on. But yeah, there was a discussion about going forward, because you guys were discussing what to even do with the ship, and if you keep the ship and have two ships, and who's going to be on which ships, that kind of thing. That was a discussion that was going on and had not been resolved. Right. Otherwise, you're all on the bridge of the hired gun. So, in regards to what we're going to do with the ship, I've been doing some thinking while just standing here on the bridge this very short time. I feel like... Where it would be really cool for us to have a second ship or a whole fleet of ships. One, this ship is stolen, officially now. And two, by doing that, we're going to have to split us up and decide who is on what ship. So I think it might be a good idea to just go ahead and strip this ship of anything cool that we can use and then sell it. Well, should we contact Anya and see if she's got a fence we can use? I would say probably not, because then we're going to have to describe why we took another guild member ship. 
Well, I would think that a guild member should be strong enough to keep their own ship, but... But wasn't he some kind of, like, local guild higher-up person? He was literally the hired gun. <laughs> yeah, he was one of the higher ranker guilds, yeah. I think. Yeah, he's like a more senior person in the guild. Yeah, so I'm leaning towards not letting Anya know that we did this. And the fact that everyone's still knocked out, let's all think back. Do we know if they know who we are? And can we get rid of them without killing them in such a way that it won't be tied back to us? Because as far as they know, Johnny Lee, my whole thing is I I'm, I want to pin all this on Johnny Lee. Who's still alive? Sorry, I've lost. Toldemar, the captain, the, uh, uh, the starts with a D. Delonian. Oh, the Delonian. The Delonian in the suit. So those two are still alive and knocked out. And then Johnny Lee is alive and knocked out. And as far as the Delonian knows, the cautious optimism came on board to try to help. He, he also knows that he was with you guys when Hank hit him in the head and then Liliana did a judo move on him and knocked him unconscious. Okay, so he does know that. Okay. So, because we also have to decide what we're going to do with those two. We do know the location of a Lorndon colony where they don't use technology. Isn't that a really far trip back, though? It is at this point. There's no reason to think that they know who most of us are. They might recognize Liliana, but if they rang Anya Breck, they wouldn't be like, these are the people from the Cautious Optimism, would they? Is there any reason for them to put that together? I guess our ship is alongside theirs. I think there's a good chance that if the Delonian remembers, then he would be able to say, yeah, the Cautious Optimism, the crew came aboard to try to help us with this crazy person, but then they attacked me. Did we, though? Did we? I mean, I can lie our way out of it. I'm just saying that that's the reality of the situation right now, according to being refreshed by God. It, it sounds a bit like we've got two options, Captain. One, we throw them all out into the vacuum of space. Two, we dump them in an outpost, and it takes them months to find somebody. Or three, we leave the two of them and Johnny Lee unconscious on the ship and we GTFO. If these guys are knocked out, what if we scavenge everything from the hired gun, bring these guys back to the cautious optimism, somebody go down to the planet and sell the hired gun while like Kyan and Liliana nurse these two back to health and claim that we rescued them. And maybe they're dealing with a fog of memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the evidence points to, hey, we saved them, we brought them back. And yeah, we're the heroes. They've even been it on Johnny Lee, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, we can put Johnny Lee in the brig, or leave him at the outpost, we sell the hired gun, and tell them that we- I don't know how close Rory is to Johnny Lee. <laughs> well, not since he took my ship and hit the red button. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we could leave him on the outpost and say that we turned him over to the authorities and they'll be none the wiser. Did we ever work out what the treasure was? It was a lot of money. It was a million lopsies. Oh, it was a million lopsies. And some armor, I think. Oh, yes. Yes, and some cool gecko gloves. And gloves or something. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I just didn't write it in a sensible place. I had a plan that was similar to that, Liliana. Okay. So how about this? I like the idea of taking the two hired gun crew members on board as if we've saved their lives. And I go and have a talk with Johnny Lee. We strip the ship secretly of stuff that we can just get our hands on. And then he goes and sells it. And we give him a cut from it. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. And then we leave him on that outpost? No, he can go wherever he wants to go. He'll be on the run because we're going to blame it all on him. 
That's what I'm saying. He can't stay on the ship once we revive these other two. No, no, no. He'll take the hired gun. We were going to revive them on the cautious optimism. Oh, and he just email us our credits. Okay. Yes. He's going to sell the ship. Now, I've got to go over there and put the fear of Todd in him because, <laughs> you know, he's clearly untrustworthy and could just take the ship and steal it. So I'm going to have to do some pretty persuasive talking. But then that gives him a chance to have some money and to get away. And then we would have a chance to have a huge portion of the money from the ship. Captain? Yes. We can always strong arm him and give him two choices. He can do it our way or we can throw him in the vacuum of space. We don't have to go through with that, but we just have to put the fear of Todd in him about it. Right. And look, I like all the choices you're coming up with. I enjoy that they all include the option of vacuum of space because it's very much in my wheelhouse. But the thing is, <laughs> he's going to have to understand that if he screws us and does not send us the money on this deal, then we'll be part of the team that comes to find him. Oh, absolutely. Totally agree. Because once he's gone with the ship, I mean, I can threaten him with the vacuum of space all I want. There's a lot of vacuum of space between us where I wouldn't be able to get my hands on him. So there's going to have to be a real negotiation on my part with him. But him taking the ship somewhere to sell it off, get a smaller ship for him, give us, you know, a big portion of the money. Everybody wins, air quotes, and we don't necessarily have to tip off the guild. We're still going to have to do some fancy, fancy talking with the Dulon, but I think I can do that too. I will absolutely leave that up to you, Captain. So any other thoughts, crew? I think one of the key things is we've got to make sure that there are no weapons available on that ship because we don't want him coming after us. Oh, yes, of course. Surely I can disable them. Well, we do have the shipcom software. We also might be able to have a grasp on the ship from that, too. Yes. So any argument? Any better ideas? Nope, works for me. None here. You're the captain. I was like, what about Rico? She's on a different ship. Uh <laughs> Rico is sitting very quietly. Yes. <laughs> in the mess room, making some coffee. Watching it drip. Whistling to herself. Yeah. Yeah, should someone tell Rico? All right. So I call over to Shipcom and relay this sort of plan hastily so that Rico's in the know. And then I think we need to divide up. We need to get Taldemar and the Delonian over to the Cautious Optimism in a triage sort of way, like we're helping them and actually probably help them, but also stripping them of any sort of weapons and making ourselves safe. So if Kyan and Liliana could do that, then I think... Hank and I can go through the ship, disarm the weapons, look around to, you know, make sure that things are secure. And then I can have the conversation with Johnny Lee before I come back over to the cautious optimism. Johnny Lee takes off in the ship and we have our cover story. Sounds like a plan to me. All I ask is that you do a really good thorough or, you know, at some point, let me come and do a really good thorough look through their med bay. You can do that before you leave. Yeah. Go do that now. Okay. So then... Kyan's going to go do that now. Okay, yeah, because we don't want him waking up on us. Nope, nope. All right, team, break. <laughs> <laughs> Liliana's going to, like, grab one of the guys and, like, attempt to start dragging him across the floor. Which one are you taking? Which one is the biggest? <laughs> I would say we should probably be able to hover gurney them all over. <laughs> I think this yeah. is okay. <laughs> oh, Okay. And also, that means you can steal the hover gurney. Woo! Yes. I'm going to have a full med bay after this. I'm excited. Yeah, we should do a cayenne scene first. <laughs> well, and also, too, remember, when you get there, throw a tarp over that cryopod, because they might recognize it, that we stole that from their ship earlier. <laughs> 
All right. So let's do Kyan. So you're basically ransacking the hired guns medbay, right? Yes, sir. All right. So yeah, there is a cryopod in there that the mature prisoner had been put in. It's actually a pretty well-stocked medbay. There are several hover gurneys. Not anymore. <laughs> nice. There is a lot of medicines. There's more sedative, <laughs> as well as a lot of other medications and, and whatnot. There's a device that's kind of integrated into the ship that uh, assists with surgery. It's like a robotic arm that comes out of the ceiling and assists with surgical procedures. There's scanning equipment, medical scanning equipment. Kind's going to take like painter's tape <laughs> and put a little blue piece of painter's tape off everything that he wants Hank to <laughs> to bring on board. <laughs> All right. Make a make a perception check. 12 and my perception is 12, so uh tie. So success by 0. Yes. Okay. As you're looking around, putting putting tape on all the things you want moved over, you find a cabinet in the very back of it has a portable medical scanner, which it's a handheld device. It's a little bigger than a cell phone. Mm -hmm. And you can use it in the field to do diagnostics on life forms and gather all kinds of biometric information and help diagnose whatever's wrong with them. Using that tool would give you a plus one to any medicine checks you do. Excellent. So he will be taking that for sure. All right. I'm putting it in my inventory as scanny thingy. <laughs> that'll, that'll work. As long as, as long as you get the plus one to medical checks, that's the important part there. Oh, and there are several zippy zap paddles. Nice. Hank <laughs> shutters wherever he is. And then Kyan has marked all the things he wants, but you're going to leave it to Hank to transport some of the stuff to, like, the bigger things to the other ship? Yeah, because, I mean, like, he probably could help move it, but it's going to have to be disconnected, and then he doesn't want to start messing with wires and mess things up. Sure, sure. So are you asking Hank to try to unconnect the surgery assistant robot arm and bring that over? Yeah, that, and there was okay. something else that was built in that he put a sticker on. The cryopod? I thought we already had the cryopod because we stole it when we stole the Matorb. Oh, you're right. You had wheeled it down. Okay. But there was something like you just mentioned. Oh, the scanners. Yeah, the scanners. The medical scanners. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are going to take some rolls to see if they can be successfully disconnected and then some more rolls to see if they can be successfully plugged in on the other side. But yeah, we can totally do that. So Hank, do you want to try moving those devices now? I think he needs to notify me that it needs to be done, because I was with Rory. All right. All right. So he goes through and hands you the blue painter's tape, and he says, if you don't mind, I marked the stuff that I have no idea how to remove and take with us, but if you could do your engineering magic, it would be very helpful to have that stuff on board. Okay. I think I can handle that. I've got my portable tools with me. Gives him a high five. <laughs> high five. Okay, let's have both of you roll dexterity checks to see if you successfully high-five. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, critical success. Get out of here. Nice. It's the crispest high-five in history from me. And I got a nine, which I know is below my dexterity. So, yeah, I, I success by two. All right. 
You guys have a very successful, cool-looking high-five. It's the only time in history that a high-five has looked cool. <laughs> Hank, you have two things you're going to need to make checks to disconnect. The sensors, the medical sensors, to disconnect them is going to be a straight engineering roll. I, I just want to, first of all, thank you for making me waste the critical success. I mean, <laughs> was it a waste? Really? No, it was we, we really looked cool, man. We really yeah. looked cool. We had a bro moment. This is Todd. You could have blown up with that high five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And the surgery assistant is going to be more difficult. That'll be a, an engineering role with a minus four. Oof. All right, we'll do the easy one first. All right. Five, 10, 11, success by five. Okay. The sensor system turns out it's pretty plug and play. You disconnect those and you'll have to reconnect them over in Cautious Optimism's medical bay. But yeah, you got them successfully. All right. And is there a hover gurney here that I can use for transportation? There's three. All right. I will load this machine up on one and then I will crack my knuckles and clean my glasses to get started on the surgical arm. All right. Make a roll with minus four. Okay. Yes. That's a nine. So success by three. Excellent. All right. So you stare at the arm for a little bit, looking at all the hookups and connections and everything. And it's a little daunting at first, but using your keen engineering mind, you suddenly realize that if you remove the outer casing, you'll be able to see the connections more clearly. And once you do that, you're able to disconnect everything and cleanly remove the surgery helper and place it on another gurney. The surgery helper is a long robotic arm that has on the end of it a number of medical tools that look like drills and pinchers and scissors and little needles for injecting things. It's the kind of thing that if you didn't know it was used for beneficial medicine would probably creep you the hell out. Look like a torture device. Got it. I will hit up Kyan on the communicator. Beep, beep, boop. Kyan? Kyan, your, your communicator. Sorry, I was muted. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> go ahead. I have both of the major devices loaded up on hover gurneys that you requested. Piece of cake. Sweet. Thank you so much. Absolutely. If you could come help me transport, that'd be great. Sure. Let me just make sure that everybody is comfortable in med bay, and then I will come over. Okay. All right. While you two have been doing all of that with ransacking the medical bay, what else has been happening? Who else has been up to something? Well, I would assume at this point I'm going through almost taking an inventory. I want to go into the weapons bay and make sure if they have like a package of unused missiles. I'd like to snag those or alert Hank to load those into some sort of gurney. Yeah, just kind of just thievy. Just going around looking for stuff I can steal or salvage. Okay. I don't want to damage the ship. I want the ship to be able to, you know, fly and go be sold. But if there's something cool that's laying around, you know, I'm going to look in closets and that sort of thing. Or any kind of weapons cache. So Shipcom a while ago had a big shopping list for things that we could do to upgrade the ship. Do you think you would have asked Rico and Shipcom to do a bit of like scanning of the other vessel and just like, oh, so what do you think that's over there that we could remove easily in a 
you know, four or five hour window whilst we're setting up things? I am certainly open to that suggestion. If you have made it to me, I have said yes. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. Seems like something that might have happened. And then that gives Todd an opening to tell us what he wants to have. (laughs) Sure, sure. I'll tell you what, since Rico is on the cautious optimism, why don't you make some kind of computer role to assist Shipcom in scanning the hired gun? Oh, yeah. I should open my character sheet. That's a good first step. Oh, lordy. I got my dice out. I did all sorts of other things. I did not open my character sheet, (laughs) and I have not installed a PDF reader on my new... No! (laughs) Oh! (laughs) I mean, Chrome to the rescue, but like... uh, (laughs) Oops. uh, Yeah. (laughs) New computer, no PDF reader. Okay. (laughs) New computer, who dis? Yeah. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, which is a success by three. Success by three. Okay. Beep beep boop. I have detected a cache of five missiles that are the appropriate size for our missile launcher in their cargo bay. Oh, very good. I detect one beam weapon on the bow of their ship which could potentially be dismantled and attached to our ship, but it would be a very long and difficult engineering feat to do that. Okay, well, I'll have to speak to Hank about that one. Anything that's more portable? There is an unusual energy signature in the engineering bay that could be some kind of weapon or handheld weapon device. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Anything else? Scanning. There is a life form on the other ship that I cannot account for. A life form? Oh no! What sort of a life form? There shouldn't be any more. I thought the captain had um, unfortunately dispatched most of the life forms that were on the other the other vessel. It is an animal of some sort. Oh. It is less than a meter long. Oh. It is crawling through the Jimmy tubes. Oh! <gasps> Things crawling through Jimmy Tubes has rarely turned out well for the crew, so yeah. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. We've been a little light on comments and questions lately, so if you are out there listening, send us a quick message and say hello. You can follow us on Twitter at As the Dice Roll RP, on Instagram at As the Dice Roll, and you can also get a hold of us via email at podcast at as the dice rollcast.com. If you'd like to chat with us in real time, head on over to geek2geekmedia.com and go to the Contact Us tab where you can connect with us via our Slack channel or Discord servers. You can also check out our crew's other internet endeavors. Bama is back on Twitch with King of the Heel, live on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, as well as bi-weekly on Thursdays at the same time. And he's playing video games in between. Bama can also be found with Todd on their Farming Simulator podcast, Farming Simulated. Todd and Alenzia can be found on their podcast, Nerdberg Review. You can find Raven on her weekly World of Warcraft podcast, Girls Gone Wow, and Kelly on her geek relationship podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. And of course, you can always find me on my podcast, Geektitude. 
That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Friday, May 20th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on May 27th with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see what awaits the crew in the Jimmy Tubes right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Uh, a ship come hail the captain. Okay, Rory, you hear beep, beep, boop. Go ahead. Um, Captain, I've had Shipcom uh, scan the ship to see if there's anything that we might steal. Good. Um, so, good news. There's five missiles. We can take those. Good. There's a beam weapon on the front of the ship, but Shipcom thinks that that might be very difficult to remove. I'll speak to Hank about that one in a minute. Okay. There's an unusual energy signature in engineering that Shipcom can't identify. There's also um, a life form, an animal of some description in the jimmy's tubes <gasps> is it a zat negative that's don't usually go in jimmy's tubes shipcom do you have any more information about the life form it is not one i have seen before it is not in my database oh captain permission to go and have a look at this life form i'll take kyan if he's around yes be careful okay come armed please uh i'll bring kyan <laughs> he's four armed <laughs> <laughs> one might say he's well armed <laughs> well armed she's very excited about the possibility of another animal so she's like halfway out of the room Shipcom, could you get Kyan for me Kyan, you hear a beep beep boop go ahead Kyan, there's a life form in the jimmy's tubes like a small one and Shipcom doesn't know what it is let's go and have a look Okay, it's not a zat, right? Because <laughs> I don't have a good track record with zats. Why does everybody think it's a zat? No, it's a life form that Shipcom hasn't identified before. Okay, well, let's go look at it. Shipcom, where is the nearest access point for the Jimmy's tube that has the life form in it? There is a Jimmy tube entrance immediately to your left after entering the hired gun from the Cautious Optimism's airlock. Perfect. Kyan, I'll meet you at that Jimmy's tube entrance. Okay. He heads over. She's running. She's very excited. She's super excited. Are you really going to leave me to move these gurneys by myself, Kaya? Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> After everything I did for Rico in the Jimmy Tubes on the space station, she doesn't trust me. It's it's cool, though. I got you. Oh, but there's a life form. There's a it's life a, It's form. a more biological thing. There's a life form. You, you're more than welcome to come. <laughs> but what if it needs to be a dead form? No, it's a life form. Let's not murder it yet. Unless it tries to murder us. We're either getting a dog or we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm seeing We're getting a pet. <laughs> Are we getting a dog? Uh, on that note, Hank will follow. 
Okay, I'm running for the Jimmy's Tube entrance. So Kyan is probably a little late to the Jimmy Tube entrance. Even though he was closer, I I feel like Rico is running a lot faster. Oh, she <laughs> so. she went on all fours. She's yeah. Okay. Somebody's excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this is a Jimmy Tube that Hank had opened earlier to sneak around the back end of Johnny Lee. So it's already open and easily entered. So you probably when you arrive there, like Rico's already got it open and she's got her head inside it and she knows that she's promised that she'll wait for you. So she's not disappeared, but she's like trying to see if she can see anything. I wish there's a swish of a tail. Yeah, basically. <laughs> do you see it? Do you see it? Is it in there? What's up? Uh, what do I see? Make a perception check. Oh. Come on, dice. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Success by three. Success by three. You don't see anything, but you're trying super hard and, and the adrenaline is pumping and all your senses are working at their maximum because you're so excited about this. And you think you hear off down the tube heading to the right, you think you hear a kind of sound. It sounds like it could be multiple feet, multiple tiny feet walking on the metal. I think I think I can hear it. I think I can hear it. It sounds like it's got lots of feet. Or at least more than two feet. Can we go? The captain said I should be careful. Has one of Oh, hi Hank. Has one of you got a weapon? And Hank pulls his revolver. Okay. I'm off. <laughs> all right the jimmy tubes are obviously very cramped and kyan is a big guy so only one of you can fit in the tube at a time and whoever's behind kyan is going to have no line of sight at all kyan will go last rico's definitely going in first and i imagine hank's probably coming in second yep okay so you think you know the way from the sound you heard earlier and you lead everybody down the tubes and as you get to the first intersection, make another perception roll, Rico, to see if you know which direction to go. Oh, no. Oh, actually, it's not so bad. 12, that meets it. I matched, so yeah. Okay, so you get there and you look in all directions and you're listening as hard as you can. And for a long time, you don't hear or see anything and you're starting to get real discouraged. When all of a sudden you hear a little clump, 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 off to the... Although, have a, if I'm listening, yeah, I've got acute hearing, so I probably have a plus to my thing with my acute hearing. Oh. Which we never use properly, but I've got an advantage. Okay, well, that would just make your success a better success. Yeah, I bet it would be a better success if we knew how any of these things worked. <laughs> okay, so at any rate, you made the check. Yeah. You know, to turn to the right, you heard it. So you guys are able to go down that direction. And then, yeah, let's see what your acute hearing does. It's under acute senses, under advantages. I think it just gives me an advantage to when I need to do things. Acute hearing gives you a bonus to hear something or notice something. I've got one level. One level? Yes, one level. Each acute sense is a separate advantage that gives you plus one per level to all sense rolls. Perfect. Okay. Essentially, I've got a plus one to perception when I'm doing hearing things. Yeah. Okay, that works out great. So you guys crawl through the tubes for a bit more. You get to another intersection. Rico, make another check, this time with your plus one. With this time using my thing. Oh my goodness. I got two ones and a six. So an eight... 
uh, and then a plus one takes that to a seven, which would be a success by five. Okay, when you get to this next intersection, you don't even have to pause. You hear it clearly, it's straight ahead. And you just go, I imagine the other two expecting you to slow down and figure out which way to go or surprised when you just bolt right through the intersection. (laughs) (laughs) It's right here. And with that roll, you're hearing it. You're hearing it going clunk, 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 clunk. And it's getting closer and closer and closer. And then you swear you must be right on top of it. It sounds like it's right next to you. But you look and you look and you look and you don't see anything. And then all of a sudden you hear it. It's behind you. It's an invisible puppy. It's behind us. Hank, it's behind us. Where, where? I don't see it. Where, where, where? It was right here. And now I can hear it behind us. How can it be behind us? And Hank's frantically looking for it. Kyan? Yes, sir. As Rico's saying this and you're confused, you feel something climbing up your top left arm. Uh, it's on me. It's on me. Uh, what is that? Oh, God. Oh, oh. Hank, get out of the way so I can see it. And I will flatten myself against the Jimmy tube and turn my flashlight on, shining it at Kyan's top left arm. Kyan, are you wearing long sleeves? He doesn't usually. Okay. So the flashlight shining on his arm, you don't see anything, but Kyan, you feel a furry, almost ticklish sensation of something climbing up your left arm, and it's going up towards your shoulder. As it starts to slip underneath your shirt... What you guys can see is Kyan's shirt lifts up a little bit. There's a bulge, but nothing is causing it. Oh, uh, oh! it seems to be invisible. That's fascinating. Rico's going to try and pick it up. So she's going to try to grab it where the shirt is lifting. Well, I'm going to say at this point, Kyan's probably a little ticklish. And so he's like, this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> so there might be some giggling and yeah, trying to keep it from moving anymore. Under the shirt. So first of all, you like climb over. Hey. Yeah. Ah, so we made again. Yeah. And then make a dexterity check. Make a dexterity check with a minus two. Okay. Three, four, five. I rolled a six. My dexterity is 11. So still success by three. So even though you can't see it, you can tell from the bulge in the clothing where it is. And you reach out and your hands clasp on where you think it is. And you feel this long, furry thing in your hands, even though you can't see it. And as you grab onto that, you hear a... Oh, I think it's quite long. I've got it. So it's less than a meter, and it's got feet, and it's long. Is it like a ferret? Like, what sort of shape is it? It's an invisible ferret. Is it an invisible ferret? (laughs) As you're holding onto it, yeah, you get the impression a ferret is a good example, except it's got eight legs. (gasps) Oh! It's a furry, eight-legged ferret. Invisible. It's an octoferret. It's a spider ferret. So she's like feeling it as she's holding it. And she's holding it tightly enough to that it can't get away. It's got like eight legs. This is, it's, um. Oh, I've read about an animal that that was on old earth that I think was called a ferret. Does anybody, has anybody heard, Hank, do you know what a ferret looks like? It sort of feels like a ferret, but it's got like eight legs. They're weaselly looking things and they, they stink. Well, I can't smell very much, but I can, I mean, I'm, I'm holding it. So we should probably not stand around in this Jimmy tube. Let's go and, uh, Kyan, do you have like a cage or anything in Medbay where we can put it? I'm sure we can find something that we can put it in. Okay, well, we should go put it somewhere and then I should find out about it. 
Oh, uh, Hank, there might be a beam weapon on the front of the ship. Shipcom thinks you could dismantle, but it might take a long time. I was supposed to pass that message along, but I uh, got a bit distracted. <laughs> <How> absolutely <laughs> ADD Just randomly. she is. <laughs> Hank is a bit befuddled and excited at the same time, and yeah, I think I'll go get my space suit on and check it out. Oh, and there was an unusual energy signature in engineering probably should tell you that too i told the captain that maybe the captain oh anyway um so yeah um let's go and find something to put this creature in so i can understand it better so he's gonna very awkwardly back out of the jimmy tube (laughs) as you guys are heading down the tube to get out of it rico the creature the longer you're holding it the more it's thrashing and fighting against you it, it feels like it's becoming more and more desperate to get away as time goes by oh little creature i'd like to like i'd like to help you i'd like to help you i'd like to learn about you <laughs> try talking coaxingly to it rico she was i am talking coaxingly to it thank you Hank. <laughs> mm. one of us is a trained biologist thank you very much Kyan starts backing up a little bit more quickly because he does not like conflict. (laughs) (laughs) It's not very happy. It's okay. What I was trying to suggest was talk sweetly to it. Real, real, real sweet and gentle like you would talk to a puppy. A what? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. To a kitten. Uh, We don't talk that sweetly to our offspring. Anyway, um... Anyway, I've still got the ferret. It's just very angry. As you're having this whole conversation, you hear a little noise, a little and all of a sudden, Rico, you're, especially as a cat, your your sense of smell is probably very strong. Oh. You smell the worst thing you've ever smelled in your entire life. It's a skunk. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh, oh dear, Ken, no. was that you? <laughs> oh, I think no. <laughs> that was not me. I think the creature has a defense mechanism. <laughs> In the cramped Jimmy tube, there's not much room for this stench to dissipate into. So all three of you are stuck smelling. It it makes you want to retch. Like it's physically making you dry heave. <clears throat> Kyan is once again trying to back out as quickly as possible. <laughs> okay, I'd like you all to make dexterity checks. Oh, no. Are you serious? Oh, oh okay. I got 11, so I'm at. I got a okay. 3. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. wow. Well, that makes up. I got a 13, so I failed by 2. Oh, no. Hank blows up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Kyan, distracted by the stench... And being a big guy in a very cramped space to begin with, as you try to speed up and get to the exit faster, you just trip over your arms and you get stuck and you don't even know what's happened. But somehow you're stuck in the Jimmy tube. You can't even move. And the smell and it's just it's the worst thing that's happened to you today, even though people were literally trying to kill you earlier. (laughs) As soon as you guys see that, though, Hank turns around, and with lightning-quick reflexes, again, the adrenaline from the bad smell is is turned him into some kind of an acrobat, and he sprints around and finds another exit from the Jimmy Tubes, and he jumps, he just leaps right out of the Jimmy Tube. (laughs) And Rico, you, you expertly follow, and you both escaped. 
next time on Cautious Optimism. What is going on? So I've caught an invisible ferret. So where is this invisible ferret? A guy is stuck in a Jimmy tube. Hello, anybody out there? The stuff that you got from their closets, you're probably going to have to, you know, put under your bed or something. She's hiding it all like under Rory's bed. But we can't live this way. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.